Welcome to the first episode of the new year for the Savory Shot. Heyo! Y'all know me. I'm your host, Mika. Y'all, I hope you had an amazing new year and that January was a month of reflection and new beginnings. Your girl spent New Year's Eve drinking Mexican martinis, eating Whataburger, and singing karaoke all night long. I had a great time. But I tell you what, it feels so, 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 so awesome to be back here with you. Before I begin the show, I want to say thank you so freaking much for coming back and tuning in. Y'all, you could have been anywhere, doing anything, but you came back here with me. So thank you for your time and attention. Question. What's your stance on New Year's resolutions? Do you believe in them? Or do you think they're just a way for people to set themselves up for failure? Personally, I'm a big supporter of New Year's resolutions. I am, y'all. Every year since 2017, I sat down and wrote down eight resolutions for the year. I don't accomplish them all, but I set them, y'all. I believe that writing down resolutions can be a useful tool for setting and achieving personal and professional goals. I like to think of my resolutions as my map for the year, my compass, my North Star, all those things. See, most people think resolutions are a big old waste of time. And you know what? Some of them are. But most resolutions, if accomplished, enrich the hell out of your lives. And that's what I want to talk about in today's episode, resolutions. But before I get ahead of myself, let's start the show. Welcome to The Savory Shot, a bi-weekly show where we discuss the intersection of two passions, food and photography. I'm your host, Mika McCook. Every other Wednesday, I sit down to chat with professionals in the industry so that you feast on only the best tips and strategies in the business. All right, y'all, let's get started. So let me set the scene for y'all. It was December 2016. I was out having dinner with my friend and the topic of New Year's resolutions came up. Now, back then, y'all, I was so, 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 so anti-resolutions. I thought they were a waste of time. And every time I made a resolution, I'd quit in like two months. And y'all, who needs that energy out there, right? Like, fuck that. <laughs> I was like, I already feel bad about myself. I don't need to feel even shittier at the end of the year. And no thanks, you can keep that energy. But my friend, y'all, she was all about the resolutions. She was like, hold on, Mika, let me plead my case. And then she introduced me to the SMART goal method, which stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, Time-Bound. Now, if you've worked in corporate before, then you know all about the SMART goal method. This ain't new to you. <laughs> but for the ones who don't know what the SMART goal method is, basically, it's creating an actionable goal that you can measure, 
break it down into smaller steps and add a deadline to. Por ejemplo, for example, let's say you want to read more books. Here's your goal. I want to read more books. Okay. <laughs> like, where do you go from there? How do you start that? It's just, it's just very vague, very cloudy. And of course you're going to fail. But if you turn it into an actionable goal, like I want to read two books a month for 2023. Now that's better. But back to my friend. My friend tells me about SMART goals and she showed me her Pinterest vision board for the year. What? It was impressive, y'all. Then homegirl pulled out a whole ass notebook out of her purse and slapped that thing on the table. And y'all, it was a workbook she used to track her progress. Damn. Da, 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 damn. <laughs> I was impressed as fuck. Seriously, I was like, cha-cha, that's something I can get behind. So the next day, I sat down at my desk and I came up with four resolutions. I was being like super safe, y'all. I found this fancy ass workbook on Amazon and come January 2nd, 2017, boom, started my resolutions. There was something about having this tangible list of shit I planned to do that made me feel like I could spit hot fire. <laughs> I felt motivated, focused, and excited about what I was going to do in the year. I was like, y'all, I'm about to fuck some shit up. <laughs> Seriously, y'all, I came in hot, hot. And at the end of 2017, I remember looking back at my workbook and I realized that I accomplished three out of the four goals I set. Y'all, let me tell you what, I had a pep in my step. I was dusting my shoulders off. I was like, damn, I got some shit done. And ever since then, I've been a firm believer in resolutions. Do resolutions relate to food photography? Uh, hell to the yeah, it does. Y'all, let me tell you what, resolutions are crucial for food photographers. Por qué? Why? Why, you might ask. Okay, listen, if you want to level up your game in the new year, you gotta be willing to try new things. What's the quote? To accomplish new things, you gotta try new things. I don't know, something like that. Like I said earlier, I'm not talking about vague, cloudy, general, basic ass resolutions. I'm talking about identifying specific areas where you can improve and giving yourself a clear goal to work towards. In English, it means getting specific about what you want and how you're going to do it. One thing's for sure, y'all. If you do the same shit over and over and over and over, you're going to get the same results. In some situations, that's cool. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? <laughs> but when you're a freelancer, it's your job and your responsibility to stay on top of your professional growth. No overlord is going to stand in front of you, wagging their finger, expecting you to keep up with the times. You got to do that shit yourself. So what better way to do that than setting resolutions? 
goals for the year. Setting resolutions will get you out of your comfort zone and get you to try new styles, new techniques, new equipment, and y'all, that's how you grow. I've been asked about my favorite tools for keeping track of my goals. Y'all, over the years, my tools have changed, but I'm gonna talk about the ones I'm using right now. These tools, y'all, have been a game changer for me in terms of setting and achieving my goals. First, I <laughs> the Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets. Y'all, y'all. These power sheets are freaking amazing. They're pretty bomb. I don't know about y'all, but I love writing things down. I still use a paper calendar. I love the stickers, the colorful pans, all of that. So this goal planner is perfect for my needs. If you're also a fan of good old fashioned pen and paper, then I suggest you buy this planner. What I love about the power sheets goal planner is that the prompts help you define your goals and it gives you structure and direction and then it helps you break down your goals into smaller steps like the setup takes forever in a motherfucking day but once it's set oh it feels amazing my favorite thing about it is it has quarterly refresh which is great it's a great time so you can reevaluate your goals maybe you want to change up a few that aren't working for you poll Raise your hand if you like affirmations. I do. Cha-ching. I recently bought Oprah Winfrey's daily affirmation cards. Y'all, so my new ritual. I've made it a daily morning ritual to sit at my breakfast table. Ooh, that was fancy. My breakfast table. <laughs> Y'all have a breakfast table. That's a little ridiculous. But yeah, so let me try that again. <laughs> I've made it a daily morning ritual to sit at my breakfast table, pick out five random cards, I read them out loud, and I pick the one that I feel most connected to. I then take a picture of it, reflect on why I chose that card, and then it comes with like this little display holder thingy, and it's so cool. It's so it's so awesome. I I put the I put the affirmation card in the middle of my breakfast table. Sounds so fancy when I say that. I put it in the middle of my breakfast table, and that's my affirmation for the day. That's my mood. That's my motivation. Oh, it's been a huge help in staying positive and motivated. Ooh, okay. So I was telling Aaron about this, but I use this desktop software called Shift, which I discovered in 2022, I think. So I was setting up a coffee meeting with a new foodie friend, you know, we're going back and forth with the emails and in the bottom of her email, there was a hyperlink and it said sent with shift. So of course I checked it out instantly, fell in love, downloaded it. I have the premium version shift streamlines all of my accounts into one hub and it's perfect for email, calendar, social media stuff. Like everything is under one roof and it's great for my goals because this helps me stay organized and shit. If I'm on, on Google Chrome, like I'm all over the place. I got YouTube open in one app. Like I just, who has time for that? So Shift is great in that it keeps everything in one house. 
and I like it. And it's pretty bomb. So check it out. It's free. If you want to get rid of the little hyperlink on the bottom, then of course you got to pay for the premium version. But for everything that it does, it's actually not that bad price-wise. Recently, I switched over to Todoist. I mean, I used to keep my, my to-do list on like a piece of paper and, you know, I'd scratch things off. But uh, recently, I hired a virtual assistant. So Todoist is what we both use to keep organized with one another. And let me just say this. Damn! What a game changer for me. Todoist is like freaking powerful, y'all. And customizable. Like, that's what I love so much about it. It's customizable. I use it to manage my shoots from start to finish. I run my podcast. I keep track of my social media posts. And the best part is Aaron and I, we are, you know, going to start using Todoist to like keep our, you know, personal goals, like connected goals organized. Yeah. It's going to be so cool. Now, you know, your girl loves herself some business books. So I want to mention some of my favorite books that I'm living for these days. The first book is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. <laughs> truth, truth. The first time I read this book, I read it with like a grain of motherfucking salt. I did not want to read this book <laughs> because my former boss pushed this book into my hands and she's like, read it. At the time, I thought, you know, this is bullshit. Like, I don't want to read fucking book but now y'all I love it and every like quarter every year I take a little bit of time to like read a chapter or two now my second favorite book is how to win friends by Dale Carnegie y'all ask any marketer freelancer entrepreneur CEO whoever what their top five favorite business books are and guarantee they will mention this book I read this book for the first time back in 2018 because oh yeah 2018 because I wanted to get better at networking and I heard through many grapevines that this book was the book to get my hands on the original edition the language is like super proper <laughs> like well to do that nothing like super proper because <laughs> it was published in 1936 aka forever ago but there's still good nuggets in there and if you just like can't handle the old ass language, then go ahead and buy the updated version on Amazon. It's like 10 bucks. Everyone should have this book. It's so awesome. Oh, 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 oh. I almost forgot to mention this book. It's called The Magic of Thinking Big by David Schwartz. And y'all, okay, this book has, it's like a buffet of bomb ass advice, okay? It makes you think of challenging small and little ideas you set for yourself and it encourages you to think big and make big moves reading this book it was the first time i heard of the three failure diseases procrastination ding 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 guilty excusitis ding 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 guilty and detailitis ding 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 g -g 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 guilty i almost didn't start this podcast because of detailitis the overall theme of the book teaches you how believing in yourself and believing that not only can you achieve big goals, but you can achieve them with little resources. Like you don't need a whole fucking factory to make like this goal. Like it's attainable. I know I'm not the only one who plays it safe with one's goals. Like the first time I did, you know, 
resolutions, I mean, four resolutions. That book helped me put a lot of things into perspective. Now I'm like, every time I think of a goal or a dream or anything, I'm like, how much bigger and better can I go with this? So check it out. Y'all, damn, can you believe how far this podcast has come? I'm jazzed about the community we've created and the conversations I've been able to have with all of y'all. Ooh, and I want to take it deeper. I want to take it further. I want people to feel so jazzed and motivated that they're going to like step into their backyard and build a fucking rocket and shit. <laughs> like, I want them to like patent some some magical things and stuff after listening to these episodes. I mentioned this in, in the last episode about my three goals for this podcast. I want to create a platform for the after party or, or the continuation of these conversations outside of the podcast. Whether it's Slack, could be Patreon, um, I'm thinking Facebook. Who's still on Facebook? Let me know if you're still on Facebook. Whatever platform y'all prefer, that is where the conversation will be. Y'all are going to see more of moi on Instagram, meaning y'all are going to see my face. I'm going to be doing more little pep talks on, on the Insta stories. Maybe I'll do a live. I'm still debating reels. I'm not a dancer, so I'm not sure how that's going to work out. But whatever I do, I'm going to make sure that I stay connected with y'all and bring more value to you. Last but not least, I want to bring on more variety of guests with like professionals beyond food photographers. Y'all know I love my fellow food photographers and I will have food photographers on the show. But on top of that, I want to have chefs on here, writers, producers, PR agents, art directors, prop stylists, specialty stylists, retouchers, magazine people, teachers, I want to have everybody that is in the food photography industry, commercial, food blogging, whatever it is, I want them on here because these roles are interconnected and it's important to have different perspectives and learn about how all these roles come together in bringing a photo shoot together. Wait, what, like in a commercial shoot, you think the photographer just shows up and just does everything? Well, actually, most low budget shoots, it is just a photographer. But if it's a big as commercial shoot, everyone has a role. And I think it's really interesting to get the perspective from everyone in those roles. So let's get into it. Let's make it happen. And let's get this party started. Okay, I don't know where this singing shit came from. But if you're into it, say hey If you're not, then too bad. Well, y'all, my goal was to keep this episode short and to the point. I think I accomplished that. You let me know. Thank you for your time and for listening. Let's make 2023 one bomb ass year. Okay, so next episode, our first guest is Robin Zachary. Y'all, she's a prop stylist, educator, path creator, Oh, man, we had such a wonderful time on the show. 
Ooh, and I can't wait for y'all to hear this episode because it is truly one of those conversations where you walk away feeling inspired and jazzed as hell. Seriously, y'all, I went to Goodwill right after our talk and I bought some shit, but I won't get too deep into that because that will be on the next episode. Till then, y'all. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining me on this show. (laughs) Till next time, y'all. This episode is written and produced by me, your host, Mika McCook. Show notes and transcripts written and organized by Jasmine Baptiste. Audio mixed and edited by Russ Tanner. Like this episode? Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to The Savory Shot wherever you get your podcasts. Or follow me, your host, Mika McCook, on Instagram at Austin Food Guide. Or you can follow the podcast on Instagram at The Savory Shot. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to be featured on the show, email us at podcast at thesavoryshot.com.